Have you ever needed an important document notarized and your bank was closed? Need someone who would be reliable, punctual, and provide great customer service? Call my man Maurice over at Austin Mobile Notary, 757-325-7353, or email him at austinmobilenotary at gmail.com. Austin Mobile Notary is a new mobile after-hours and weekend notary service. Mention this podcast, Real Talk with the Six Man, and Maurice will give you a $5 credit towards your first bill. Remember, Austin Mobile Notary for convenient mobile notary services. Austin Mobile Notary, y'all. Check them out. Six Man. Y'all be easy. This is an 87 TV Network exclusive. to the show man welcome back to the show man appreciate y'all man hey listen just let me just start off real quick man all you do fans please do not go into witness protection please don't don't do it just just you you guys lost i mean it happens (laughs) it happens i normally get some text messages later on but it is what it is so i appreciate y'all coming back to the show man um it's always a pleasure for y'all to come in you know holler at your boy man i appreciate it can i start off the show with just basically saying that i want to talk about something that I saw outside. So DC is a is a multicultural place, right? And um for some reason, I mean I don't I love white people, but they just so funny to me. And so as I'm outside waiting to get in the building, I just notice all of these bikes. Right? They got all these bikes. They rent these bikes or whatever, the pedal bikes and I'm like, that's cool. But now they got these little scooters. And I'm like thinking while they riding past me, like you you just can't walk to where you're going. You gotta get this motorized Scooter to get you <laughs> where you going. <laughs> I just don't understand it, man. But I love the white people, man. I love them. So listen, man. Real quick, I want to um, do a shout out, man. I appreciate um, having this opportunity, y'all. I really do. So I appreciate the uh, partnership that I'm getting with um, 87 TV Network. Um, and I'm also going to um, have a guest tonight who's actually a team member of the, of the, of the, of the team. So I'm like, I'm, I'm size. So, Miss Love, um, how you doing tonight? I'm good, and you? What's going on? Nothing, nothing, chilling, just soaking the life up. You, you, you like that that walk from the um from the car from <laughs> no. the street? That was that was terrible. 
Y'all, <laughs> Southwest, y'all got to do something about that, man. Y'all got to help us out, man, so we ain't got to walk so far, man. But um, get the people um, an idea of who you are real quick before we get into this, because I know you told me you had a business and you had some stuff going on, so just give us a touch of, of what you do and who you are. Okay, well, I'm Lulu. Basically, I am the entertainment publicist for 87 TV Network. Um, basically taking care of everything as far as from the paperwork to, you know, getting all the clients in, speaking with them, asking, you know, answering questions that they may have. Okay. Basically that. Um, okay. As far as my company, I am trying to start my personal fashion stylist because I feel that society has people thinking that they should dress one way. A certain way. type of way, right. Yeah, and not according to your personality. Right. You know, step out on it. Who cares what people think about you or what they say? You are you. You're your own person. Right. So dress according to your personality. Everything doesn't have to match all the time. Eventually, it'll coordinate together. Right. That so. makes sense. That makes sense. And so, I mean, how, how did the business thing, how did it come up? I mean, was it something that you always thought about you just wanted to do or was it just something... Um, when you, like you went out, you 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 tried. You was like, oh, okay, I probably could do this. And no, I've always been the one they call weird. Okay, which the word is cute though. I like that. Right. It's weird. Um, I've always been the one that's just like dressed differently. Um, never all different type of colors, but they somehow coordinate together. I've always been that person. Okay. Um, so I just felt like with me doing it and things that I've been through in my life, everyone has a story behind. You know right. them. And I just feel like people should gravitate to that more right. of their personality, them, of that who you sense. are, not of what people want you to be. That makes sense. That would make sense. That makes a lot of sense. So would it be bad to say that that I was Joe Basic for like 15, 20 years? No, some people are just <laughs> Joe Basic, plain I I, Jane. I, I ain't do a lot of colors. I ain't do like, I just did black, gray, and white. Yeah, and some That's people it. do that because they have, it's something mental within yourself. And it's just like, oh, uh, whatever. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to stay plain. I'm not going to bring out myself. Right. And some people do that. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, when, when I was married, my, my ex-wife used to always ask me, why well, every time we go to the store, you buy something black or you buy something gray? Like if they got Nikes, if they had like colors on them, I'm like, no, I don't want them. Why, why you don't get them? I don't, I don't know. So I so I just start opening up probably like uh maybe like uh two thousand and five maybe just you know trying different colors sizing it up and then I get I get good remarks though like it's like oh Slim will you oh okay oh okay so it's like the color pop and so I got a man he got his own clothing line um Japarius clothing and um he he does colors so when he first started like giving me my 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 stuff together it was blacks grays basic colors. He was like, Hey dog, come on, man. Let me let me give you something with some color in it. So he gave me some blues, some some um some some whites, some uh some yellows and it was just like, Hey cuz will you get that? Oh okay. And then you might have on a pair of shoes that might have some yellow in them or something. And I mean I, I was like, oh okay, I see what he talk about now because I just get used to just wearing just black. Yeah, you have to step out because like everybody wants, oh, I'm gonna get these Jordans or I'm going to get some Air Force Ones or right. these came out and that came out. It's 
it's good to step out when you're in the shoe store and you see some different shoes. Right. Take them and make them your own. Right. That way, you know, everybody's like, dang, I ain't never seen them. No, you just wasn't paying attention. Exactly. Shit. Like, you're looking at everything else that, again, society wants you all to wear. Right. Like, y'all standing in line for these Jordans and you're doing all of this. No, step outside the box. Stop trying to be like everybody because you all look like you're at King's Dominion in 85, twinning. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you say twinning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Shapur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Shapur's says, be you, be versatile. Shapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopshapur'sclothing.com. And Shapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real talk with the six man. Shapur's, be you, be versatile. So I like to start out with a with a quick um, current event, quick current event. So what do you think about this young lady who got smashed by this white boy in Texas in the parking lot? You you seen that? No. Okay, so it was a young lady in Texas. Um, apparently, the story is she was leaving. I'm sorry, she was dropping somebody off, and in the midst of dropping somebody off, she was trying to turn around or make a U-turn or whatever. So she abruptly, abruptly, abruptly blocked this alleyway. And uh, a bartender, I guess, I don't know if he was getting off or whatever, because it was kind of late. Um, he approached her about blocking the, the entrance. And as he approached her, they got into some words, because, I mean, from the video, the, the guy that recorded, you really can't hear him too much. But I was kind of upset at the at the asshole who recorded it and didn't, like, go help the lady. All he was like, oh, that's a, that's a lady, man. Like, nah, go over there, get closer. But then when Cuz pulled the gun out, I was like, oh, okay, I can see why. They kept their distance. So, so the white dude pulled the gun out. They had words. When she saw him pull the gun out, she actually went, went to her phone off the break, 911. He went to smack the phone out of her hand. And, and I mean, I don't know if this was an instant reaction for her, but she, she like, stole, like stole him. And when, when, when she stole him, he hit her with a two-piece. She stumbled. He waited. This is the part that fucked me up. He waited and stepped back and hit her with an uppercut. Then hit her with another uppercut. I was like, whoa. So basically, she got her ass whooped. Um, I believe I'm, I don't know if it was the next day or the, or the day after he got caught up. They, they they charged him. But the funny thing to me was when he was getting out, he had this big bed. He cut the whole bed off, so that way when he walked out, he it was like, oh, we ain't gonna know who you are, Slim. We it's social media. We saw your face. We know who you are with or without the bed. You know what I'm saying? But how do you feel? Because I got two sisters, and so I guess my question is. Um, how do you feel about being out late at night like that and if somebody confronts you, like what's your what's your first reaction? Well, everybody's reaction is different. Me, um, if you were to confront me and, you know, come at me in some type of way, I'm gonna eventually defend myself, period. Like at the moment that I seen you pull that gun out, I'm gonna get in my car and probably hit your ass. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, versus, versus actually getting out the car, 
one on one with him. He, I mean, he a man, regardless if he white or not. I mean, he's still stronger than you. Right. And then he had a gun on him, so right. that made it worse. Yeah, I'ma run his ass over. And then I'ma have my have nine one one on the phone, like, oh, I'm about to run his ass over because he's approaching me with the gun. Right. So you're gonna find him on the street somewhere in right. his alley, laying down. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I understood the part when she, you know, um, like maybe jabbed him when he smacked the phone off. But in my mind, I was just like, like, is it's late? He a man? Is it really smart to get out the vehicle? Period. No. Right. No. So, I, I mean, you know, when I look at stuff, I always try to look at it where I'm trying to look at it two sides. I mean, I'm trying to look at it where it was it was fucked up that it happened, but how can we prevent it? So whenever I see stuff, I always in my mind just like, okay, I see what happened, but how can we have prevented that? So most of the time, you never know what had happened with him, getting right. off, not taking sides. He may have had something going on, and the closest person that he can take it out on was this young lady. Right. Knowing it's a young lady, he can get over on her. Right. So at the end of the day, I mean, mentally, he probably was fucked up in the head. And her not paying attention to it, not thinking fast, she wasn't critically thinking. Yeah. So instead of that, she just wanted to keep going back and forth. And I'm, I'm going to admit, a lot of us women, yes, we do know that men can whoop our ass. But I have seen females whoop dudes ass. Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to shout no girls' names out, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, Big Tossy, yeah. <laughs> Big Tossy, I was scared of you up blue, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen my cousin knock a dude in the trash can. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes when we get that adrenaline running through us, we forget and, like, we will go at that person. Okay. Um. So that's just where it is. It, we don't critically think a lot. Um. But she should have known it's late. You know, you ain't got no mace on you. You ain't got no cayenne pepper so you right. can throw on him. So right. you shouldn't have got out the car. And, I mean, it instantly hurt me because it was the way he was hitting her. Like, he was literally sizing her up like a dude. Like, you know how you, you, hit, you hit a chick? And she kind of trying to get herself together. He waited for her. And as she was kind of, he, boop, boop. I was like, Slim is really cranking her. Like, what's really good? And, and, but then, my, not to cut you off, but mentally for me, it took me somewhere else. Because now I'm like, okay, I'm not pro-black. But I'm like, damn, Slim. If that would have been a white girl, would you would have hit her like that? Probably so. Because he probably has control issues. Or some mommy issues. Some mommy issues. Daddy issues. So oh he probably goodness. beats his girlfriends. He's probably a woman beater. No Most good. men that do that, that approach women without, I'm not saying like some women, yes, do not hit a man. And because if you sting him enough, he's going to black out and hit you back and forget. So therefore, like, don't do it. You know, women don't hit men unless you're ready to take that ass whooping or you can really dish out that ass whooping if you know he don't have hands. Right. So, yeah. Control <laughs> issues. That's all I can say. Control. I, I thought about it and I was like, he he must have some daddy issues. My hey, hey, G, so what did that happen today? Mm-hmm. Six, six shots? Damn, Nipsey. I hope he all right, man. Just found out Nipsey Hustle got shot. Out the way, man. Hope you all right, Slim. I don't want to get into that story because I don't, you know, I don't do all of that. But, you know, I like Nipsey, though. I got I got a lot of his albums. I listen to his music, Slim, you know, straight, straight, straight G. You know what I'm saying? I, I had good things about him. Um, I went to, um, I went to, I went to, I went to a party. What? I, I did security for a party. I can't remember where it was, but it was in Baltimore. And he was there and uh, he was outside. I was, I was doing security. 
and he was hitting the J and it was smelling like, oh my God. And he was like, oh, you wanna hit this? I was like, Sam, I'm at work, I can't, but uh, when we finish and we go backstage, yeah, I'm gonna come look for you. He was like, all right, I'm Nipsey. I was like, oh, I know, I'm here. So he, he a cool dude. But to get into it, um, when we when we connected when we first connected, um, I was I was appreciative of the story that you shared, right? And then I went and you you sent me some information, and then I got some information, right? I went I went and looked up some information, mm -hmm. right? Some 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 legit information, and this is legit because <clears throat> it just went down on the twenty sixth. They went to court on yes. the twenty sixth, right? <clears throat> so I was happy. To hear that they finally, you know, went ahead and um and did this. So do do you wanna do you wanna do the story first, or do you want me to kind of tell the people what we talking about, or how you wanna tie it together? You can tell them. Okay, so it's a it's a um it's a Second Look Amendment Act of 2019, and basically this act is trying to help um you know convicted juveniles of um, alleviating you know these these reckless charges that they giving out you know, to these youngers. And I feel like at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot of youngest that's locked up right now that's doing these life sentences, meaning, you know, if they was if they got locked up when they was seventeen or if they got locked up when they was fifteen, they do juvenile life. And then they do juvenile life and then then they go to the big boy jail and then they do another, you know, whatever. But I feel like if they underage, we need to try to connect with them, you know, and get them some structure so they can get back into society. But, you know, of course the the, the justice system was just like, you know what? We just we we done with them. We gonna put them in the pocket. So on the twenty sixth, um, Councilmember Charles Allen, um, and his committee, um, Public Safety Committee, um, had a hearing, and they and they passed it. And I and 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 when we talked, you know, I went to look it up. But then when they passed it, I was like, I know she know this, but I, I said I, I'm gonna wait to see if I see her again, and then we can talk about it. Um, because the information that you sent me was cool, but it was just like, oh, let me let me let me dig into it a little bit more. And then um, it was saying that in twenty sixteen. Uh, council passed a comprehensive youth justice amendment act of two, uh, 2016 so to me it's it un, under the table it seemed like dc has really been trying to go into a new direction when it when it comes to um i don't want to say prison reform but just how you know some of the charges are being dealt with if, if that makes sense yeah so since 2012 um there's an article about it okay. um it's 28 states and the district of columbia they have changed the laws for the juvenile offense conviction um on homicide including felony murder and all these other charges um so they're saying that they don't want to give these kids the life sentence without parole but they do so they want to parole them after 15 years Okay. which is still kind of rough rough yeah so me being a person that had as a juvenile have been in that situation um i have been detained you know really <laughs> yes <laughs> and it all had to do with just being a kid you know um our mental developments aren't there as children um you know we perceive things as how we see it right you know so we see reality as it is, as it come. Like now, they see stuff on social media. They don't research it. They just look at it and, oh, this is true. Yeah. So as kids, you know, it's mentally, you know, things may have happened. You may go through an abusive time as a kid. You may go through parents on drugs. 
and you act out in a different way. Right. So instead of the courts giving you a therapy that's right, not that paid therapy where I'm going to go off these books, mm-hmm. that straight therapy, like what the hell is really going on? It's just me and you. We don't got to discuss outside of here. What is going on that's making you act like this? Right. So then you have it where they take runaways and they put them in the same facility as criminals. That okay. Do stuff. Wow. So when you do that, you bring out something totally different. So now you have this runaway that's learning criminal shit. Right. So you're not separating them. So now they're thinking, oh, I'm already locked up. So, huh, I might I'm as gonna well be get really in what I fit in. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. they come home and their mental still is gone. That's why you see a lot of juveniles, if they don't, if they're weak, and I don't mean to say it like that, but if they are weak and don't have that strong or them original real OGs to give them, don't do it. Right. They're going to try to be that person. I need to be known. I need to do this because I want everybody to know I am that man or I am that woman. And it just takes them to another dimension. They don't finish school, their job situations, you know, and things like that. And being in a juvenile facility, everybody thinks that it's a playground. And that shit is not a fucking playground. Oh, no. It's serious. You get locked down. You behind the walls. You have the the officers in there that's out through the day and a lot of them and I get oh they have to go through background checks a lot of them are fucking perverts yeah and it's crazy and a lot of them start stuff a lot of them deal with the ones that do come in there as criminals and get with them so it's you don't get they lie oh no we take them we give them psychologists we do no they don't exactly it's 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 not a playground y'all do the most to everybody in it and some juveniles mental are not they're not able to cope with it, so they act out again. Yeah. Then when they act out, they think that they're crazy. They want to put them on medicine. Oh, we're going to send ass to St. They come out of there, they're drugged up now. Right. So the drugs are altering their mind. Now they're gone as adults, and they can't do nothing. Then right. when they get older, they're just stuck because what can you do? You have all these crazy charges. You don't know how to go to D.C. D.C. has help, but they don't tell you about it. Yeah, it's not advertised. Yeah. We got to go digging looking for it. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I was one of them youngest because I grew up on the south side, uh, 6th and Southern Avenue, and I feel like, um, you know, personally, you know, I, I did I did another show on, you know, fatherless children, just talking about how many kids, you know, male or female growing up without their father. And I mean, they did a census in 2018. They did a tw- I think they did a census in 2018. And it was 19.7 million mm-hmm. kids, no father, like zero, right? And so I was having a conversation with a homie, <clears throat> and he brought something to my attention. And you're a female, so I, I just wanted to see if this makes sense to you. So he was like, the thing with the youngest now is is that they don't have that father figure, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't know what a man looks like in terms of what he reacts to and how he reacts to it. And if you got a mother, you know, who's, you know, I, don't, I hate this. I hate to use the word emotional, but it's it's kind of the word, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you on the phone and, and 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 you dealing with something and you act out emotionally, that's what he see. If he four years old, five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, ten years old, eleven years old, twelve years old, he got some weight on him. What he gonna do though? Somebody mess with him? He gonna act out emotionally versus if he had a father there. Hey man, come in. What you doing? Hey man, woo 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 boom boom bang bang bang. All right, bet go ahead back outside. Versus that, you know what I'm saying? They don't have that. So a lot of it is they just acting out emotionally. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they, and I mean, and like you just said, because he was like saying the same thing, they give them drugs and all, but they don't need drugs. They need a father male figure in their life at some point, whether you're doing it inside or if you're setting it up when they get out. Because even when they get out, you're sending them back home to their mother. Yep. And their mother's still partying. And if you don't have that mother that had that tough love, yes, it's not going to be... It, like you said, it's gonna be emotional. All females are emotional creatures. That's just it. We are. I like, just, I just, I, I just get cussed out when I say it. I don't think it's a bad term, but I get, I get cussed out. We, emotional. What you trying to say? I'm just, you emotional. Because people <laughs> perceive that word as as, though, a, as negative. Yeah, you're right. a crybaby. It's right. not emotional. Can mean so many different things. You could just act out, you know, cry, or you could just have this sad look on your face and like you said kids do that i have three boys myself oh wow my two older boys um they're only three years apart 23 and 20 okay and i raised them by myself and i told my kids basically i can't raise you to be men but i will raise you to be an adult right so when they was doing acting out and doing stuff like that i did give them that tough love and i had to tell them i'm not gonna give you that oh come here baby and coddle you yeah i love you i tell you that all the time but i'm not gonna give you that because you are at the end of the day you have to grow into a man and you have to grow into yourself that's true that is very true and see for me my mother My mother had a task, but she had help, though, because it was my, my mother and my grandma. So they kind of, like, tag-teamed us a little bit. But my mother, um, you know, she uh, she she fooled a lot of people because my mother was, was a pretty woman. She hung out. She dressed up, bowling. We had spade parties, all you know, car parties. Uh, that's why I learned how to make drinks. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so, you know, you learn a lot of stuff, you know, around your family. But my mother didn't play that shit, though. My mother would come outside, come in, and punch you in your chest and say, what the fuck, you know, getting your shit. And everybody be outside like, damn, son, your mother, your mother mean, yo, your mother mean. And it's like, as the years progressed, I mean, she had to kind of up it a notch. I mean, if I'm 15, I got a little weight on me, now she got to pick up something because her fist not hard enough no more. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she, 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 what I'm saying is she developed something where she always had something different for each stage where I was at, but it got to a point. It got to a point where I was already I'm 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 out there, and so um, I got a story where you know in elementary school I I I got a, I got my hand on a handgun, in like the sixth grade, fifth sixth grade, and then after that it was like life changed for me. Now I didn't cheat, of course my mother didn't know I had the gun, but it was like I was coming in the house later, later and later, and then she kind of got her life, moved out was with her man. Now, Grandma just the one watching us, and then me and my brother looking at each other like, it's money out here. What we going to do? You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of changed the environment. You know what I mean? But she did her. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm saying I'm saying that to say she. I think she did her job as best she could without having my father. I mean, my father was around. Don't get me wrong. Melvin was there, but he wasn't there as much as a father should in my eyes, I think, because now when I look at my two daughters, I want to be – around as much as I can because I mean life is so messed up now you know what I mean so I'm, he played his role when I say that I know what a man look like I know how to handle shit you know he taught me to grind get up and go to work you know all that good stuff but a lot of these youngest don't understand that they don't I mean they don't get that it's like I said it come from like we had that old school bring up my grandmother raised me as well um since I was two months old my mother left me on the washing machine aunt found me beat my mother ass my grandmother had me ever since. I have wait, wait, wait. So, I mean, can I ask the question? Sure. She was fried? Yeah. Okay. 
of course. I mean, she I had just, me young. My dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just was like, let me ask because I don't want to make it seem like, you know. Yeah, my dad is like nine years older than my mom. My mom was 15. My dad was 25. Okay. You know, she was turning 16. But I had five brothers over top of me. Oh. And so you so you, you had good foundation, though. I didn't As have a, a female. Choice. I didn't have a choice. Right. <laughs> right. I had brothers. Right. Exactly. I didn't have a choice. And on my mom's side, I was the only female for 12 years. Right. So even though being from uptown, everybody's like, oh, they so stuck up. They so bougie. It's not. We go through stuff, too. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother, like, I had my teenage life and my kid life, but I really didn't have it like I wanted to. I did go outside and I played. But I had to take etiquette classes, ballet, jazz, modern, and I had to run track, and my brothers and them put me in boxing classes. So that makes sense. Yeah. But so, they was trying they was trying to make you multicultural for real. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I ain't get that. I yeah, ain't, it I was ain't get that. The upbringing. I got a little bit of football. I knew how to ride my bike. And yeah, life changed at uh yeah, got that strap. It was it was different. It was a wrap. Yeah. My cousins took my training wheels off my bike when I was two. Oh wow. Yeah, fall get up. Yeah. So that's just how I came up. It was like yeah. you fall, you get up. Right. You know, so that's just how it was. I came up with all of them boys. It was just like, good gracious. They was like, you're still girly, but you still boyish. And, right. You know, but I had that, and I'm thankful that even though my mom wasn't there, my dad wasn't there, my grandmother was there, and my brother stepped up. So that was the good thing that I had, and I try to tell a lot of youth, you know, like you said, you no matter if it's your cousin, brother, uncle, you gotta have or that whoever, male you need that male yeah. figure in your life, no matter what. For sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so I guess even though it seemed like they they, they, they going in the right direction, DC, um, you know, the, the 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 council members and all that. But what do you what do you what what do you think if there's still that void? Because we talked about the process, I mean, them being in is one thing, but then when they return at home so since everything is totally different now from when they went in, um, you know, I know quite a few people then sat down. It's 20 plus years. When they come home, it's totally different than what they did. I just feel like they need to bring them into a class to kind of catch them up on the do's, the don'ts, the how's, the wins, the where's. But they got but they got um, Project Empowerment, but do you think that's enough? No, that's not enough okay. because Project Empowerment is good. Don't get me wrong. It helps them get where they need to get. I know a lot of people went through the program, but they need more. Right, I would you, agree. Yeah, they need, like, way more because some people, like the older ones that are coming home, they're kind of set in their ways. Right. And if you in it 10 years, you're institutionalized. That's true. So you need to get that out of your head and start thinking into not necessarily what society wants you to do, but into your own and take that and make it your own. Make them building blocks and take what's weak and try to put it in your strength box. Right. And go from strength there. box. I like that strength mm -hmm. box. I like that. I just because I just feel like I mean I, I went to a um I went to an event um that Tony Lewis uh, Junior sponsored a uh, Day of Empathy. And um, he talked about some other programs that they got, and I, I wasn't aware of them. So I think he, I think he mentioned like six, mm -hmm. but I can't remember all of the names. But I recorded it though. But um, it, it seemed like they got some stuff that's working, but I still feel like the individual still has to have some type of foundation though, because if they don't, because it's not like, like you say, it's not like we can call to them. It's not like we can take their hand and say, "Come on, champ, this is the way you got to go." You know what I'm saying? But I do. And in hindsight, feel like that it got to be a more brothers that's like, hey, hey, Slim, hey, come on, Slim, you got to really 
if you in this program, Slim, you got to go ahead and work that shit, Slim. Shit ain't out here for you no more. Because when you think about it, when I think about it, it's not what it used to be no more. Like, when I be listening to the youngers and they talking about they out here making money, I'm like, Slim, what what, what money you making, dog? Like, seriously. You not making no money, Slim. I mean, for real. And then the money that you are making, what you spending it on? You investing it? No. You putting it up for a rainy day? You you, you putting up? I, I, I mean, I clearly asked the younger one night. Clearly. Like, cause I, I feel like it's in my it's in my DNA in my DNA now to try to school the youngers as much as possible because they know me. They, I, I can't be a hypocrite and tell them not to do certain things when they clearly see me doing shit when I was coming up. But my thing is now, how much money you got saved up for a lawyer? Bingo. Oh, I don't, a lawyer for what? Oh, for real? Oh yeah. So you think when you catch a charge, it's just you gonna have the money right then there available? Or I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I try to. I try to give them that type of foundation or, you know, something to, you know, think about. Because I feel like at the end of the day, if you out there grinding, you getting your thing off, you got to put that in the back of your mind. Like, that that's a possibility that that can happen. And that's the point, though. The back of the mind, they don't because they don't have that critical thinking aspect because, again, their brains aren't developed yet. So they don't think like that unless someone like you tell them, you're going to need to put this up. Since you want to be Billy Badass on the street, you better make sure Billy right. Badass got him somebody to help his ass. Because right. if not, then you're going to sit down because the public defenders ain't going to do nothing. They work together. They do. So the more they, they have their five, they have to get locked up, and they two, they got to get a little quota, yeah. And I didn't even know about that at first until I actually start asking questions. And then I have a lawyer that I definitely want to get on here. Um, her name is Heather. <laughs> Heather, I'm waiting for you. Um, and she she deals with a lot of criminal um, cases, and she's heavy with it. I mean, she's getting accolades. She's going out of town. She's teaching other lawyers. And I mean, for me to for her to be in, in a little circle that I have, I definitely want to get her on so she can so she can give me her perspective because I feel like it's good that they got the programs, but I feel like just as men in general, we I feel like we got to step up a little bit more. Yeah. to get a youngins a little bit more of the foundation that they not getting when they get out. I mean, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I got out, I didn't have any of that. All I had was a lawyer. I got out. I went on probation. But the only kind of foundation that I had was my probation office. That was it. And she was like, um, I need you here on this day. I'm going to come to your house on this day. And that's it. And I'm just like, will we? So with the probation offices, in my opinion, because um, I am in school too now, in my opinion, because you take these classes to analyze people's behaviors and try to get stuff from out of them by indirectly saying stuff, I just feel like you need to become their probation officer and their therapist because sometimes they don't have that family member to go to and talk to. They don't want to necessarily go sit on a couch and talk to a psychologist. I end up having to, though. Yeah, I was I was reckless. Not to cut you off, I was reckless though. But some people have to. Like yeah. I had my primary doctor told me that she said everybody needs to at times. Yeah. And with your probation, they actually cover all that psychology stuff. You have to. So when you have that under your belt, use it. Don't keep going by the book. That's just how I feel. You need to just tell them straight raw. Like, hey, I am coming to check on you. Your ass need to make sure you're doing what you need to do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to help you. Here are some programs. You need to go into here. Don't say that I didn't tell your ass. Right. So when you do wrong, right. I'm going to have to come back and get your ass. So I'm coming back handcuffed and all, and it's right. going down. Right. That's how I feel like they should come to everybody. Right. Because at the end of the day, when you don't come straight forward and you keep going straight out, 
out of the books, it doesn't help because people start to get born. Right. But if you come to them straightforward, you got to think about it. They're institutionalized. They've been around it. So you got to be like, listen. It has to be relatable. I mean, it has to be something where they really feel, one, that... And I, and, I'm, and I like this word, empathy. They got to feel like you really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. If they don't feel like you give a fuck, yeah, they listening, but it's going in this ear, uh, that other ear, when y'all 20, 30 minutes is up, they they back out doing what, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe you. I don't believe you. So I'm going to go back out here and do me. And so for me, I just feel like men, just just in general. Like, I mean, um, people always, well, I ain't going to say people, but I always get told that when I go somewhere, um, you know, um, I get looked at as like I'm a grown man. I, I still don't know what that means, but I, I give the vibe off that I'm a grown man, meaning that I'm seasoned. I got a little bit of this under my belt. I got a little bit of that in my belt, right? And so when I talk to the youngest, it's not like I'm giving you stories because I don't really want to give you my past because that's my past, you know. But I'm gonna give you something that you can relate to. So if I say, you know, a word, if I give you a instance or situation, they they now they like oh for real, or if I say a name. Because if they tell me, oh, I'm from such and such. Oh, yeah, man, Slim, you, oh, oh, you know him? Oh, yeah, man, Slim, yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my man. Oh, for real? Because, man, he know my uncle. And then we get into a conversation. And without them even knowing it, I got them. Right. And so now they listening to me. And now I can flip it with, you know, you know, why not take, you know, a, the opportunity and, and flip what you're doing. Go to work. Take care of your kids. I mean, start giving them what they need to hear because they're not getting it. I mean, it's young as out here right now. I mean... Kids, kids. Oh yeah, oh, who was that? Oh, that was uh, baby mama number two. Number two. Yeah, my my third baby mother about to come out here and pick me up. So I, could, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, y'all youngest off the hook, man, for real, seriously. So I just feel like, um, you know, I I like the fact that um from a um, uh, I guess reform, if that's a good word, yeah. that they trying to fix it. But I still feel like it needed to be a little bit more. And so I don't know if, you know, um, if, if the government, our, you know, D.C. government uh, is doing enough. I mean, because now when I talk to people in Maryland, it's a little different. So the structure is a little different. Yeah, and Maryland doesn't have a lot of programs. No, as, and, and, and because it's just it's just parole or probation. <laughs> That's it. And if and if and if you and you, and you ain't in the house with an ankle monitor go we just gonna come back and scoop you up and yeah, take you yeah. Oh, back up time? Oh, ten? Yeah, just just send them on up. Yeah, you gonna you gonna sit that down. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like to me I feel like it's just a waste of a life to just end up back out there doing the same shit. I mean, why can't we, you know, just step up and and, and I mean I'm I, I tell people like my brother, prime example, my brother, um, he understands why I do it, right? But then I understand his logic behind it because he like, Slim, I'm not going to keep. He he like, I'm going to talk to the younger once. Give him what I think he need. If he's showing me that he's still on the dumb shit, I'm not going to waste my time keep talking to him. He said, but you, I understand why you do it because you feel compelled to do it. Because that was when you see them, you see you. So you feel like you want to keep trying to. And that's just me. And he ain't mad at it. He just like. We look at it. We look at it totally different, and and I'm and I'm cool with that. But I'm like, if we had more of me's, you know, that can see us and them, it it would feel different because it ain't like a what's up, Slim, and that's it. It'd be like, what's going on? What you doing? Why you? What's what, you know? What's moving? You know? Let me talk to you. And so I just feel like it need to be a little bit more of that versus, you know, just wrapping them up and giving them the basic shit. Because I mean, now they got kids. Now that I mean, now these guns. I mean, like. I, I got. I, I mean, 
I got a homie of mine, he called me at four o'clock in the morning telling me that, you know, his uh his wife's um nephew, you know, got killed, right? And he was in. I think I think I think my man told me Slim did eight years. Came home. I don't wanna drop no names, but Slim came home, you know, got his life together, was doing his thing. But my man said he was driving somewhere one day and saw him in a neighborhood and stopped and was like, Slim, what you what you doing around here, dog? And he was like, oh, nah, it's my man Lee, you know what I'm saying, woo dee All right, I mean, just be easy, Slim. They they drive, they drive reckless around here. And my man was like, he wanted to call him, you know, to talk to him in depth to kind of, you know, explain why he it wasn't cool for him to be in the area he was in, right? I mean, even though I grew up right around the corner from there, but still, that times is different. And he said that he wanted to give him a call in like a week. And then he said in two days, maybe three days, tops, he got a call, well, his wife got the call saying that Slim got shot, and then eventually he went to the hospital. And he, I mean, when I read the article, the article was basically saying that somebody dropped him off in front of the hospital and left. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that working on the ambulance. I've you, seen a you know lot. what I mean? And so I felt bad because it was my man, and then it's his, his folks. So it's kind of in my circle, you know, a little bit, but it's just the fact that call, though. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's why I'm at now. That call, that call changed me a little bit that day, cause I'm I'm normally up at four four thirty, but I ain't up normally getting a phone call or a text. So you so, knew it was so when he texted me, I was like, okay. And then I was still getting dressed, and then fifteen minutes later, he called me. I was I mean I ain't gonna lie. I mean I told him I said I was scared to pick up the phone, cause I ain't know if it was gonna be you on the phone. Right. I ain't know if it was gonna be your mother, your wife. It scared me a little bit. Right, and so he when I said hello, he was like, "It's me." I was like, "What's up?" He was like, "Yeah," and then he started telling me what was going on. So I just felt like I, I don't, I don't want to feel like that no more. Even though it wasn't somebody directly in my family, but I still felt what was going on. So I just felt like it, it got to be a little bit more of us trying to, you know, talk to the youngest and um, you know, I mean, just 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 see what's up with them because it's it's rough out here. And sometimes when you say you don't want to tell them your story, sometimes, um, like, it takes us, people that have been through stuff, to tell them the story of, hey, I've been in your shoes. I've right. been that person. I've been that fuck up. Right. But you can also, like I said, take them building blocks. Don't keep being weak. Take that weakness, make it into your strength. Right. Make that strength box. Right. So you take that and you, you know, you go from what you did and learn from it because we all can change. Like I am a product of it. Like Me too. I have been absolutely that teen, you know, reckless, and terrible. Reckless. Like it was bad, and it was the environment, though. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, I, I don't like to blame it on the environment, but it was the environment. I mean, if uh, excuse my friends, if a bitch was like, "Bitch," you was like, "Wait, what? Who? Yeah. What you talking to?" Yeah, exactly. It was that survival of the fittest, and I wasn't always like that though. I was the cool, you know what I'm saying? Slightly dressed because my mother took care of us. You know, you know, I always got that pretty boy, but I ain't never been no pretty boy though. I mean, because I live right here. Like, just look where I live at. I ain't no pretty boy. I just. Take care of myself differently because that's what my mother told me to do. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is. But I was, yeah, I was I was reckless out there. I was, I mean, my brother used to be like, they be like, hey, where your brother at? Man, he locked up again. Yeah, and like I said, if you tell them you can change, like I'm that person that 
change. My oldest son kind of helped me out with the situation like when I had him. But I also changed and realized I can't continue to do the actual same shit that I did as a juvenile as an adult. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's just like, mm. it, it's just like, um, I, I mean, I don't know. Like kids just need that. Adults, I'll say, need that push too. But these kids need that ultimate push. And they need to hear stories of real incidents of people doing different things. Like I have my uncle. And my uncle, he was, he, he tells the story and he tells them I was that one that was on, you know, drugs. He's a preacher now. Mm. Oh, I did that. But I had to change my life around. You know, I was that terrible person out there. I did X, Y, Z, but I, I was able to change because I realized this isn't going to get me anywhere. Right. So the kids need to hear not fabricated stories. They need to hear real life incidents of everything that happened. Exactly. And that way they'll learn and be like, damn, but if this one can change, change. shit, maybe I maybe can I could do too. the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy because this says that this marks 37. 37. Oh, man. 37th, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's, it's April's tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So so they, they looking at, D.C. looking at making record number again. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. It just seems like it's just, wow, that is not a good look. No. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's what I mean. I don't want to be, that's not the call. I, I mean, luckily for me, I feel like, you know, me and my brother, um, um, I'm gonna say my brothers. Uh, I got one. He left the area. Um, I got another one. He's still here. But I feel like just my core group of guys that I deal with regularly. I mean, we got kids. We adults. We go to work. I mean, we go out and party and had drinks, birthdays, you know, cookouts. We go to each other's house. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't. I, I literally feel like we don't. We don't. We don't intertwine with people that's not on the same head strength as us. If that makes any sense, like I feel like we we like-minded individuals, we want to get money, you know, we want to do what we do, but we don't want to do it in a way where it's gonna conflict, you know, um, any of our family members or you know get us caught up. Cause I mean, we too old. I mean, we we old now. You know what I mean? We old heads. I mean, I don't like that term sometimes, but the youngest be like, man, you you old head now, okay? I'll be like, man, I guess I, I guess I am, but I ain't I ain't. <laughs> And I, I ain't fully got him, used to that yet. I tell him, "Oh, you not too far behind." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, j- just just in terms of um, the void, like what 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 do you what would you, I mean? It, would it, would it be something specifically you would like to see them do? Like if they were listening, and you know, it was your time on the podium to talk and to kind of give you know an, a suggestion at one of these town halls. Like what would what would your suggestion be? My suggestion would be I will come up straight forward and tell them, listen, I'm not going to cotton candy shit up to you all. I'm going to give you brief of some of my story. I'm going to give you some of my background of what I've been through. Rather, I grew up uptown, like literally 7th and Somerset, Mm -hmm. then moved to Colorado Avenue. So I'm going to give you exactly what I went through and how I had to realize I cannot let this make me weak. And I had to turn around and make myself different. Like, you know, I have an associate's degree. I'm getting my bachelor's now. Okay. You know, um, I didn't go back. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't go back because I had to get my kids out of school. Yeah. And I told them, just give me your high school diploma. 
Whatever you choose after that is on you. That is when you start to make these adult decisions. Right. Both of my sons got their high school diploma. One of them, he went to Job Corps. Mom, you ain't got to pay for college Job Corps free. I'm going to go. But. Got his hotel and lodging certificate. My other son, he actually went and got his um, security license. Okay. Um, he actually has two jobs now. Okay. So it's like... I let them make their choices after the fact, but I also don't treat my kids like in a, I don't keep my kids in a blind, shall I say. I tell them I've been through yeah. this bullshit yeah. and it's totally different. But at the same time, when I was in, it's worse. it wasn't a playground. And now it's, it's, it's way it's worse. It's way worse. Because these youngers, they don't have no respect. None. They don't, care. They, don't, they don't give a shit about nothing. 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 And yeah. my kids used to be like, Ma, we at the bus stop and they cussing the old lady right there. They say, I used to be like, y'all better stop that cussing, man. I be feeling my mother on the back mm, of my exactly. neck like she going to smack shit exactly. on me. Yes, and that's what I want you to think. Because they have, like, so much respect for women mm -hmm. and respect, period, within their selves. You know, and I, like I said, I couldn't raise them to be men, but I raised them to be adults. And they both have children. Oh, wow. Okay. So so, so it's their turn now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So I would want the town hall to bring people in that have actually really changed their lives for the better, mm -hmm. but give that story of reality real steps on what really happened and made that that critical thinking thing, that strength of that box mm -hmm. click in to say, this is what I'm going to do right now. Because as an adult, I have to look out for me. I have kids. I have to leave something for my kids. I can't leave this disturbed behavior because it doesn't do nothing but end them up mentally. Right. Some people, some juveniles, youth, they're not strong enough. They kill themselves because yeah. they don't know what to do. Yeah. And if they don't do that, they quick to pull that trigger like like you said, they want to get guns. Y'all don't yeah. fight no more. We nah. used to have brass knuckles. Y'all yeah. want to pull a gun I didn't want to fight, but, I mean, that's what we did. Yeah, you had yeah. to. Because yeah. if you didn't, the neighborhood, the auntie, the uncle, the cousin, they're going to whoop your ass because you ain't hit them back. Yeah. So yeah. these kids need to learn that guns aren't going to always be right. And half of the time, you all don't even know how to shoot them. And, and I also told a young and two one time to just learn your history. Mm -hmm. I said, go on YouTube, Slim. You know, put in names like Wayne Perry. Put in names like Rayful Evans. Put in names like, you know, Tony Lewis. Just so you, you know what I'm saying? Like, put in, put in them names and just listen to the stories, though. Right? And so they did some of the stuff that you're doing right now, but guess where they at? 20 years, 22 years, 30 years. What you, that's what you want to do? You want, you want, you from 19, 20, you want to end up 30 years in? Come on, man. Yeah, and a lot of them, they play that game, but pressure bust pipes. Yeah. And a lot of them, they don't know how to contour, like, oh, no, I'm going to shut up. No. Right. But they don't because they're scared now. Right. You see that wall closed, boom, them doors, you don't know what to do. Then you got somebody trying you while you in jail, and it's juvenile, too. They try you. Right. Then you an adult, they try you. And if you don't know how to defend yourself, but you was faking on the outside, you're not going to make it. Right. So you need to change your life over. But, yeah, they need to have way, 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 way more, more mm -hmm. for them. And these youth, like, they, and another thing, I'm glad we're talking about it. They stopped the actual Scared Straight program. And I, and I, I was in, well, I was involved in the one in Maryland. Yeah. I was in Upper Marlboro. Uh, for some reason, I, they, they picked me. And the youngest come in, you know, they do the whole wit wop wop and, um, it ain't like on TV when no. when the kids get there and you, hey, you don't want bed. I, I felt like for me, I ain't want to go that route. 
I wanted to sit the youngest down like, look here, Slim. You see what we doing? This is what we got to do tomorrow. The, the dad of that. The dad of that. I mean, when we get down here and y'all see this food, yeah, you talking about runs, shit backed up. I mean, because it was times I ain't eat. I mean, in the mornings, I ain't eat at all. Because I can't get up at 3.30 in the morning to eat breakfast. Right. I can't do it. My cellmate used to be like, hey, Slim. Like, so, because you had to get up to get your meal in order, you know, for both of them to be counted or whatever. So it was just like, I. I can't, I can't get used to that. So my scared straight tactic wasn't to scare them. It was to, hey, Slim, this is, this is what happened last night. I seen a nigga get his head beat with a, with a, with a, with a, uh, with a, um, one of them plastic trays that they carry the food on. I seen a dude get his head opened up with one of them last night. Staples. Yeah, like I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying this is what happened last night before y'all got here. So. This not, I don't think this is what y'all want to do. I mean, if you out there, you got boys telling you this what you need to be doing, nine times out of ten, they setting you up. Mm-hmm. Because they looking to see if you can be stupid enough to do it, and then if you are, then you stupid. Yeah. Because you here, they still at home. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of my tactic, but I mean. They need the program yeah. back. And they, when they do that program, they need to make them stay 24 hours in that jail cell. Mm. Do everything that they do because it's slavery to me. That's Pretty how I much. feel. Yeah. Then they put stuff in them juices to make men impotent. That's they make sure that they're wait pe- what wait yes wait okay so did a research. Gee, what's she talking about? They put something in the juice in prisons so that men aren't able to get a hard on, and it fucks you up. Oh, you about to make me look that up? Not, I mean, I ain't locked up, but dang, mm-hmm. that ain't that ain't. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we did a research on that. That is not cool. It's not a uh, government. That's not cool. It's don't, not. That's not. That's not a good job. Yeah, they didn't that's talk terrible. about it. Yeah, and I'm a lot of kids up. don't know. Look it up. It's on there, and I'm telling you. And I try to tell them kids like, you got to be careful because it's the government. They're gonna use you as test dummies anyway. Yeah. Then if you sick and you going in there, you got sick of cell or yeah. you got diabetes, you're not gonna get that right treatment, and you're gonna end up being fucked up when you come out. Mm. So they don't pay attention. But I think that scare tactic, forget that TV show, you don't want to Yeah, be, I don't think that worked. That it don't. Put they ass in I, I watched one with a girl. I'm going to let you finish. I watched one with a girl. It was two women. Mm-hmm. And there was a young girl. And then, the, you know, the woman female was on her face. You know what the little girl said? Bitch, you better get out of my face. Yeah. Like, I ain't, I ain't scared of you. Exactly. That shit not helping her. Mm-mm. That rah-rah, that's not helping her. Mm-mm. But talking to her, what's your name? Natasha, oh, okay, how do you and talk to her? Not not this, that ain't. Yeah, that's not doing You that. putting her in defense mode now. Exactly, and like I said, they not thinking, so they going to automatically snap. Get them that, like you said, hey, y'all here? So we gonna, we going to take y'all through this whole 24-hour process, and this is what you're going to need to do. You're going to do everything that we do, and I guarantee you, your ass going to straighten up as soon as you get out of here. Because you got to do this every day. Every day. Every day. Every day, like clockwork. Like, because if you don't, yeah, mm-hmm. you getting your ass whooped. Yeah. Just going to put it out there. Yeah, them guards know how to get around them cameras and beat the shit out. Yes, they <laughs> They paperwork be lovely. Lovely. Oh, yeah, so he fell, and we tried to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and, oh, you yeah. Down, and you down in, uh, in ICU, like, yeah, banged up. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see better things for the city, man. And I feel like now that I do got this platform, I just want to take it and share 
as many life experiences as I have, as well as others, other people that I know that have life experiences in different, you know, areas of life and just bring them to the table so people can hear them. I mean, because like I just told you about the story with the young lady in Texas, you didn't know about it. Right. I told my man a story about something that I saw online two weeks ago. He was like, what? So it's starting to click to me that not that people aren't paying attention, but if I can be that engine to give people that type of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Give people that type of knowledge of knowing what's going on out here, I want to be that because it's. I mean, people be like, "Oh, what happened? I ain't, I ain't hear about that." I'm like, "Yeah, go to my page. It's on my page. Oh, I right, bet. Thanks." So I mean, social media. You know, people say what they want about social media. I mean, it's your platform. You make it what you make it. I mean, some people like the ratchet. Some people like to show their guns and their money and stuff. But there's other people out here trying to ace them. Nah, Mm-mm. nah. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So we trying to. Bridge the gap between the foolishness of the social media and then the real shit. I mean, because I I was just I was just looking at something the other day about um, Amari Hardwick um, kissing Beyonce while Jay Z was right there. Everybody was like, "Oh damn, how you gonna be kissing that man's wife?" Um, I thought it was a sign of respect. He hugged her, kissed her, stepped off. Like I don't, I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I don't understand it. I, I mean, it's, they got away from. Diversity, yeah. cultural diversity. Um, again, coming up uptown, it was by Walter Reed Hospital. Okay. So I'm around all these army brats. So you got diversity. So some people from other cultures, like France and stuff, they do greet you like that. They kiss you on each cheek and they hug you. It's a sign of respect. Right. And like you said, people take it and they, oh my Ratchet. goodness, I can't believe you did this. He should have slapped the shit out. No, no, it's it's just respect. You right. don't greet a woman all the time with the handshake. Right. You know what I mean? And then some cultures, Muslims don't like for women to, to touch. touch. I, I, I heard yeah. about that. And I just feel like it's that's control. You don't control somebody like that. Yeah. Um, if it's the respect, hey, it's not like you giving them a church hug. You ain't caressing them. I, mean, I, just, I just hate the fact that we always go negative first. Mm-hmm. That's the part I don't like. It's society with, with black people. I, I don't. I don't like that we straight go negative first. Even though you know all these people in this room right here, they got money. They got way more money than us, so they act different than us. Their respect for one another is different. Why? Because they all on the same page, mm-hmm. money wise. Corporate. You know what I mean? So it's like if you can take your mind off of Southern Avenue and take it, you know, uh, Capitol Hill mentally. You can see the difference. It's a big difference, and I think I, I think that's part of the issue too. Education, like you you go into jail, it's a library right there, dog. You don't want to go in there at all. You're 15 years here. You don't want to read. You don't want to go in there at all, even though I know brothers that go in and become lawyers, and right. come out and come home and defend they boys, they they peoples. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I I just think I just think as men overall, my message is just we cannot. We can't let we can't let up. No. I feel like we can't let up. We can't make the job all about the mothers. You know, we can't make it their job because they're a part of the job. Every every child need their mother and their father. I feel like even though me and my ex wife not together, but we both work in tandem to make sure the little one is taken care of. That co parenting thing. You know what I mean? Be adults about co parenting because and, that's just how life is supposed to be. Like my parents weren't together, but. They co-parent for a while until they got out to them drugs or whatever. But my grandmother was there. And like I said, my brothers stepped up. Mm-hmm. 
So you need that. You you, you need both sides of that because you need to see it. Yeah. Like you said, the men, they can't stop. You can't let nah, up on that. Nah, we can't. Point. I just feel like at this point, we we can't, man. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to keep talking, though. I mean, I'm going to keep talking to him because I, I can't. You know, like, like my brother, my, I think my brother said it best. He was like, I get it, though. You, you, see, you see them. You know, you see yourself when you see them. And I think that's exactly what it is because I feel like I had opportunities and I messed up. You know, I had situations where I wrong place, wrong time, and, you know, stuff happened. I remember one time my mother came to court and the, the prosecutor was reading off the, um, <laughs> the charges. And she just stood up. She was like, Y'all got the wrong person. My son ain't do that. And then, you know, judge was like, ma'am, you got to calm down. No, my son wouldn't do nothing like that. And I'm just like, damn. So you, you you take everybody with you, the family, your mother, grandma. You take everybody with you when you do that. You know what I mean? So I'm just at the point now where I want to use this platform to try to talk as positively as I can. But I want to do it in a way where it's relatable. Like I'm coming to you straight from experience, Slim. I'm not. I'm not kicking you no script. I'm not. I ain't telling you something that I wouldn't do myself. I'm just telling you enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out here trying to make change. You know, Trayon White. Um, you know, um, Tony Lewis. Um, I, I met another um, old old head that uh, steered me right. Um, Raheem Jenkins. Um, there's so many old heads out here trying to, you know, do it, but it ain't enough though. Right. It's not enough. So, I, I mean, I thank you for, man, just, just, just having a conversation with me because I think it just needs to be one that needs to be had, man, for real. It, it really it really, it yeah. really, is. So I, I appreciate you um, coming in and talking about it tonight, man, y'all. And, and, we, and that's what we're going to do, man. We're we going to try to keep the word going out, man. Any information that I get, y'all, that I think y'all might not have, I'm going to try to put it out there to you the best I can. I, re, I, I mean, I, it's, 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 it's the only way I know now how i can do it i mean if i'm if i have a platform i'm gonna use it like like um, um colin cabinet i mean colin cabinet had one of the biggest platforms ever yes, yes. and y'all see how they carried them so in my mind it's time to really get going you know what i'm saying i mean i'm gonna end it with this i mean that man did not play football all year right well two going on was it two years, it was two years. okay two years right <clears throat> so he did not play at all but everybody was like, oh, he going to get 80 million. He going to get 70 million. He going to get 50 million. My man was like, he might not get but 30. They ain't get but 10 million. Mm -hmm. That's nothing. That is not, that is nothing. Nothing. I mean, so even though it was a, it was a, it was a wise cause, fucko up on Pennsylvania Avenue want to say, oh, it's about the flag. It's nigga, stop playing. It ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? And then when you got the old um, football players who are military, was like, well, for real, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. Them taking the knee is actually a sign of respect, but everybody spent it. CNN, Fox News, because old stupid ass got something to say. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I always tell everybody to look at that platform and look how large it was. And look how they still carried that man. They still carried that man, y'all. So I, I feel like, man, we got to... We got to keep it going, man. So, G, man, we, we wrapping up, man, because I feel like at this point, man, I want I want to talk to some people about Duke, man. I want I want, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to some people about Duke, man. But it's the six, man, y'all, man. I'm, 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 I'm connected with the 87 TV network. This one will be at for the next couple months, y'all. We're going to um, work out some stuff. And if this is a home that I can build on, I'm going to do that.
and um and just and just keep going. I mean, I appreciate all the support that I get from y'all. Um, I got some T-shirts coming in um in another couple weeks, and I'm about to put in another order. So y'all already know where to catch me at. I mean, y'all just just hit me in the inbox or just cash at me. I mean, I ain't gonna put the info out on here, but if you know how to get to, get to me, just cash at me. Let me know what size and what color you want, and I got you. I might mean, have to get them some shirts now since I'm locked in with them. So um I mean, we just gonna keep hitting y'all with the positive, man, and. You know, just try to keep this thing going, man, because I feel like at the end of the day, D.C. is my home. Um, it's where I grew up. When people ask me where you from, I, I, I love to say I'm from D.C. I do, too. I love I it. I love it. Because, when, <laughs> because if they have any knowledge about D.C., they like, oh, you from oh, what part? And I say Southeast, they be like, oh, uh, uh. No, 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 no. The other side. Like like when you when you drive on the, uh, on the highway and all the lights off, that's the side of Southeast I live on. <laughs> Not the side where the lights on. Yeah, and I love telling them, they're like, oh, where? I say where the old Walter Reed Hospital was. The, yeah, exactly. Because you got to say old Walter yes. Reed so they can know where you at. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, man, I appreciate you coming through, Miss Love. Um, I mean, I, 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 the article that you just showed me, um, prayers go out to that article, man, because I feel like for me enough is enough. And I feel like we don't win when we take, when we taking our own selves out. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I don't know what else to say, but it's the six man. I love y'all. I want y'all to keep doing what you do. And my motto is being better than you were yesterday, man. Peace out. Japur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Japuris says, be you, be versatile. Japuris clothing can also be found at www.shopjapurisclothing.com and Japuris clothing is also an official partner of this show, Real Talk with the Six Man. Be you, be versatile.